Welcome to the This One Time When podcast. Come listen to two almost middle-aged besties share the crazy stories from motherhood, womanhood, deployments, solo parenting, life lessons, and mistakes. If you find that you enjoy listening to our crazy, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever podcasts are reviewed. Welcome to episode seven, where we revisit this one time when my child was bullied and introduced to pornography. Sit back, grab a drink, and listen to what happened and how it impacted my family. Hey, how's it going? It's going, going, going. How are you doing? Just good. Just finished some work meetings and they ran longer than expected, but it was really good content. So I'm a reading and math like intervention teacher. So um, we were just going over like a lot of the data from testing all the kids the past couple of weeks. And and a lot of them are showing huge progress, um, which is really, really good, but they're not where they need to be yet. And I mainly work with the fifth graders who it's like imperative that they get this stuff down, that they get these concepts, that they get the skills because they're moving to middle school in the fall and they're going into middle school without being able to read well and do math then you know it's just going to cause a whole world of problems for them down the line so we're trying to work really hard and figure out how to best reach them the most efficient way um in the limited amount of time we have and also all virtually so it's it's a lot but we have some good plans so the meetings went really well that's really nice that they can improve virtually because that's something that would definitely be a concern when you pull people out, especially the face-to-face contact. And it's like, you know, you can't like, I don't know. It's like, no, look, look, you're looking at my finger. I'm pointing at the word, those sort of things. So I'm glad that's working. That's really nice. Yeah. For, you know, as long as the student shows up, like they're learning something. And if I can get them to engage, then it's a whole nother level. Yeah. And then I, I mean, getting kids to log in, I don't know why it's so difficult, but it, it is. Um, I don't know if it's, they need, um, they have, you know, double working parents and, and there's nobody home to like, tell them, hey, log in, hey, don't forget, hey, do your stuff. Um, or, or if the kid is just saying he's doing it to his parents, but he's not really doing it. There's just a lot of factors at play and it's really hard to kind of pinpoint it. Um, but we were noticing that my students that I'm able to work more one-on-one with had massive growth, like two years worth of math improvement. And wow. so, yeah, it was like shocking. And I was like, that's because I get this kid an hour every day essentially by himself and it's just this back and forth oh miss jen i don't understand okay let's go back and do it again let me explain it this way you know and i'm not the best at math but i feel like i can teach math better than reading i feel like teaching math is more simple like yeah there's a right way to do it (laughs) there are rules and with reading it's like abstract almost like it could be this it could be that it could be you know which yeah 
I mean, irregular. Yes. I mean, and I, I look at my son who's struggled and I've tried all of these things, all of the tutoring and worksheets and phonics and, and all of these things. And I'm like begging his school to just, just tell me where he needs the help so I can help him. I'm willing to do it. I just need somebody to like narrow him down for me. Yeah. So that's nice having the reading specialist and the math specialist go, okay, here are the kids. Here's what they need. Here's how I think you should do it. And here's some options. And then I can just do it. It, it almost goes into like a, a plug and play, which is nice. So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Especially during virtual schooling, which I know is a challenge for a lot of people. So yeah. Um, speaking of schooling, um, a big topic that we're going to talk about today is bullying. And, you know, it's almost to a, a point where it's, my kids use it as a joke, almost. They'll, if I'm doing something that they don't like, they'll be like, oh, you're a bully. Or, you know, their sibling is like, just being annoying. They'll be like, you're bullying me. It's like, they, they don't understand the concept of bullying and that there's like real issues you know they're they're homeschooled or virtual schooled anyways so that they're pulled out of a lot of that social dynamic that they don't quite understand they're also like they're just not wired that way to really pick on someone but it's like the second they don't like something they're like you're bullying me and it's like dude no there is legit real bullying where it really impacts the child and everything around them to where especially at school where you can't focus on what needs to be done at school yeah it makes a huge difference we have sat our kids down and tried to explain that that big difference there's there's being mean there's being annoying there's getting frustrated that someone is quote-unquote picking on you but then there's like the real issues with with being bullied okay so i think maybe there's been this um, anti-bullying movement to where there it, it's just gone to a whole new level where you can't even say anything uh, the slightest bit mean or even sarcastic right and people are like oh that's a bully and so we've sat our kids down and, and, and tried to teach them the difference because there is a difference and I want to know if they're being bullied or if somebody's just kind of being annoying and, and a little bit mean Be um, because th there there is a difference um bullying is is more aggressive and targeted and it's like an over and over repeated thing that happens. yeah so um and it often comes with threats of harm and sometimes actual physical harm so that's when i had to teach them because mine are in school well pre-pandemic <laughs> pre-pandemic right. they are in school yeah. <laughs> um so i needed them to know the difference so that if, if, it, if they were in danger or you know, going to be harmed. Like I really needed to know about that. If somebody hurt their feelings, yeah, I want to know about that too, but there's not a lot I'm going to do if somebody just kind of hurt yeah. their feelings. Right. So there's, there's like the problem solving skills that you have to have, you know, if you're in a fight with a friend and they say something mean or this other kid's bugging you, you know, there is a certain level of, no, you know what, you need to handle that on your own versus, oh no, this is intense. This needs intervention. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, um, and it doesn't always work because sometimes they come and tell me, you know, this whole long story about how they're being bullied. And then, you know, they're just no, no longer friends with this person. And I'm like, okay, okay. Well, you can not be friends with somebody, but let me show you the difference here. So 
but yeah. Um, so my oldest son has been like for real bullied. Um, he was in seventh grade pre-COVID. Um, so all of the the classes, they kind of worked like in like this pod system. So you, the kids you went to homeroom with moved to your second period, to your third period, to your fourth period, right? And in between the two, the four classes. So after the first two, you would go to have lunch. Um, and you would all sit around the same tables and everybody was assigned to tables. So everybody just kind of stayed together and moved throughout the day in this pod. I'd never seen it done this way before, but it's um, maybe a North Carolina thing. You know, since we move around a lot, schools are always different to us and like learning the, the concepts of the new schools and the structure of the new schools is always challenging and they call everything different names as well. So right. that gets confusing. <laughs> so there's my son eating lunch with his pod and um, their pods are assigned to specific tables, right? So they get like four tables and, you know, like eight kids per table. And so he's with his group and these boys were talking really dirty. Like it was so vulgar. It was things that I had never heard before or thought of. Like it just, it had never crossed me before. So when he eventually- told me what was happening I I made him tell me like the actual things that were said and of course he was really uncomfortable because he's a seventh grade boy and um I asked him I said well what did you do did you get up and leave did you move tables did you know did you talk to the teacher and he said we're not allowed to move and I just you know asked if I could move and the teacher told me no um, you know, they're signed there for a reason and, and we have to stick to our groups and things like that. And, you know, I didn't want to say these things to her mom in front of these kids. And so I just sat there. And so, and this went on for a little bit before he told me. So it was like, it was heartbreaking that he was exposed to this because we're, I feel like a pretty modest family. Like we talk about stuff, but we're not like, I don't know. We're very tactful in the things we say. Um, so he hadn't been exposed to a lot of this this dirty talk. Um, yeah, I could imagine that a parent wouldn't really be like, "Hey, let's <laughs> let's discuss just, some just, of these things." I just know that some kids are allowed to just watch whatever TV, and they get exposed to like sexual scenes and and graphic stuff on on TV and on the internet that my kids just aren't exposed to, and so. Um, and so I know every household is different and, and that's fine. Um, I had a friend growing up and they just watched whatever their dad was watching and whether it was inappropriate or not, it just, it was just on the TV. So they were exposed to a lot more than I was. Um, oh, crazy. Yeah. So some of the kids that were at his table were um, Boy Scouts that he was, um, he had stopped going to wow. Boy Scouts. Yeah, but he knew them through Boy Scouts. And so some of the kids were Boy Scouts that, that were talking like this. And it was kind of appalling because Boy Scouts tend to have like a higher moral compass and yeah. it was just not in play there. So, so my son got curious about what the boys were saying and he started looking up all of the things that they had said because he didn't, oh. he didn't understand what it meant. And, and again, this went on for a little bit before we kind of put everything together and, well, um, like they're teenage boys, they're going to be curious if they hear about it. Right. Like, yeah, 
yeah so how's that not interesting <laughs> right so i mean and it's 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 curiosity right so you can't you can't blame the kid you can't it, it's what happens right right and so we found out um they all have chromebooks and i didn't really think nothing of it but they would all sleep with their chromebooks in their room because they would read um books at night before going to bed on on epic or youtube or wherever they could find books um and so i ended up getting this like email notification of like a dirty app download and i you know of course think it's my husband right because i'm like what the and i called him he's like i have no idea what you're talking about and i'm like i don't know what this is and he's like i was like do you think it could be alex and he's like well maybe but so i wait for him to come home and we we look at his computer and um i think he even had like one of our old cell phones at the time to uh use for like um audiobooks Apps, and, yeah. and music and stuff and so i think that's where the app came from and that's how i got the notif- notification so anyways all of this stuff comes out alex tells us about everything and um you know we're kind of like heartbroken that he's gone through this that he's being bullied that he asked for help and didn't get the help he needed and, and maybe he didn't say all the things he needed to say to get the proper help but as a teacher especially now as a teacher like if a kid says something you kind of need to like take note of it and figure out what is going on yeah dig into it like why would he want to be moved yeah like is something happening are they being mean are you uncomfortable right and you can't you can't appease everybody right but you do kind of have to figure out what's going on so you know are you just mad at your friends right now and you don't want to be near them or is it something yeah. bigger? Yeah. So, wow. He explains to us everything that was said, how he didn't understand it. And so he was just using Google, looking it up, finding these things. And one thing led to another. And so um, he was really uncomfortable. And so I kind of left it up to my husband. But he explained things and explained that when you go searching for that, all that's going to come up is like porn. And that's not what you want to be looking at. That's not um healthy for you that you can i mean there's serious porn addictions out there and and it just can lead to this like unhealthy lifestyle and so and especially with teenagers like i've heard that teenagers they are exposed to it and then it's like there you know there forever it's it's an it it becomes an addiction because they're so such visual learners and during that developmental time i mean that's crazy yeah so um so i asks um so i asked him if he had you know talked to the teacher if he could move tables he said the teacher didn't really do it didn't listen so he legit tried to do what was right tried to do the right thing tried to remove himself from the situation um and he couldn't do it so i ended up emailing the teacher like word for word all of the things my son told me, the impacts it had on on our family, and um, and tells and I, I just literally laid it all out for her, and she said she would take care of it. So I think it was like the next day, Alex went to school, and the teacher dresses it like, like in general in front of the mm. whole class, and um, you know says don't talk inappropriately at the tables, and that's not acceptable and and all of the things and so they let alex move tables and then just alex just alex 
which really, I mean, I wonder where that came from. So, and then the boys that were talking like that were like, dude, it's cool if you told, we just want to know if it was you. And so of course, Alex goes, yeah, it was me. And he admits to it. And I'm thinking, oh. Alex, why, why did oh you do gosh. that? Why did you do that? But he did. And, you know, probably feeling like it was the right thing to do because they said they wouldn't be mad. You know, you know how kids are. Right. And so that's when like the bullying started happening. Like he couldn't escape, escape it because again, they're in a pod. They move from class to class to class together. And, um, and again, th- these were these were kids that he had previously known through scouts that were were doing this to him. So he probably had that like a little bit of a relationship with yeah. them, that bond that made him feel like he should be safe with them, and he wasn't. That they makes would, sense. They would take stuff out of his backpack and like hide it in the classroom. Uh, There's a couple times where they had a substitute, and they would just sit in a seat, and he'd be like, "That's my seat," and the kids would be like ignoring him, not letting him sit down, and. Then when the the sub would take attendance, which, you know, assigned seats, they'd be like, oh, Alex isn't here today. And it was just causing all sorts of like silly little problems, stupid problems, causing unnecessary like trauma and frustration and stress. So, and it got to the point where they threatened to hurt him and he um, had gotten pushed around in the bathroom at one point. Um, And I was like, okay, this, this is, enough like something needs to happen and so um they moved him to a different group to a different pod to where he had a whole new homeroom and his teachers were like i think he'll fit better in here um these are the accelerated kids so this is where he actually needs to be i'm not sure how he got put in with the other group but he should do better here um and he did. He made friends and he came home so excited. I met this friend. He lives in our neighborhood. I didn't know. Uh, can we hang out? And then eventually um, he got a little girlfriend, which was really cute. Um, they only ever really seen each other on the bus, but it was a girlfriend <laughs> and works. it was exciting. Right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. And that kind of ended it. Yeah. That, and that was, that was the end of it. But I, I feel like there's been... I don't want to say trauma, but like ramifications from it that have affected him, right? So, you know, and we've moved a couple times since then. Um, but like, and now we're virtual schooling, but like here he doesn't really have friends. Um Yeah, you just moved, live. right? Yeah. yeah. So but I think it it's a little bit harder for him to make friends now. I think he's a little bit more cautious. Um, and then there's like sometimes I feel like I don't know how to read him and I don't know if it's like teenage things and then I I worry that he's back to looking up inappropriate things um which I don't think he is because I can track all of his movements online I have figured out how to do all of that but I still wonder like what's going on in his head right right the curiosity the I mean there's just yeah not it's nothing personal but there is I mean you're you're a teenager you've been exposed like how do you how do you go on after that and like never think about that over here you know exactly like, I feel like it is always in the back of his head so because it's like it was what like seventh grade is that what you said yeah seventh grade seventh and great that's relatively young yeah <laughs> I mean my gosh you're like just a teenager just barely a teenager like you are figuring out what it means to be a teenager yeah yeah so. oh my gosh that's that's intense well I'm glad that you know well okay so the other thing that 
would be difficult about this is like, he's like, well, I tried to do what was right. One, I was honest to those boys. And two, I tried to do what's right um, and move, you know, both of those things kind of backfired. So then it's like, why would you tell somebody? So I told my parents, then they got involved, which is fine. But then it was handled like this, which was not fun. I mean, obviously in the end he, he moved and whatever else, but there was still that time where he was still in the middle of all that. Yeah. He's, they say like, deal with that. Speak up, be a voice, be your own advocate. And he tried to do all of those things and it totally backfired on him. Yeah. So now so, going into his future, is he going to speak up again if something happens? Is he right. going to tell me? Is he going to, right? And so one of our constant battles with him is is communication, right? We yeah. feel like he easily just kind of gives up. Like he'd rather not fight. He'd rather just give in to yeah. his siblings. Just whatever. Let me do it. I will do your yeah. chores so that we can move on with our life. I will... I will move my stuff so you can sit on the couch. I will just, he just kind of gives in and we're like, no, you don't have to do what they say. They are not the boss of you. Like you can say, no, I'm going to sit there. My stuff's going to stay there. You can find a different place to sit. Right. He doesn't speak up for himself. So. Yeah, man. Well, as we close this podcast, we just want to mention that we have in the show notes, some helpful links to bullying and, exposure to pornography. I mean, obviously there, these are issues that kids nowadays have, you know, I'm sure they always had to some extent, but with the prevalence of being online, it's probably more obviously with online and you've got these zoom room exposures, I mean, that are hacked where pornography flashes up on the screen. I mean, that's, it's a thing. So, um, we just want to say we are not counselors don't know the best way to handle any of these situations we just wanted to share that these things happen to maybe help people be aware of them maybe your kid has gone through them and we just don't know um maybe it'll help show someone that they're not alone and whatnot but just hoping to spread awareness that yes like this stuff happens and it's probably more common than you actually think it is right? Because you hear all of these stories and a lot of times you think, oh, not me. Oh, not my kid. Oh, but it's it's happening all of the time. I mean, especially with technology and and I I got all of my kids' phones, but like I monitor who is texting to them and who has their number and and things like that because now cyberbullying, virtual bullying is a thing where kids get like really nasty text messages or Facebook messages and you know and it just comes at them from all angles so it's very very important to be aware of what is happening out there especially in today's world well and you can't keep them offline you cannot keep them offline they have to learn how to navigate this otherwise they are going to be sunk in the future so it's like it's insane to a different level I mean we didn't have this stuff growing up. We didn't have smartphones in people's backpacks. You know, if they're snapping a picture of you in class doing something embarrassing, you don't have to deal with that later. Yeah. It was like, no. So my pants fell down. Everybody remembers it for like three days and then you move on. You know, it's not like yes, it's not on the internet for around. ever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's a big one. The, the video sharing of things that happen. Uh, just random things. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of crazy definitely 
Um, if you have any experiences you would like to share on this topic or any others, our contact information is in the show notes. We would love to hear from you or even feature you here on this one-time win. And be sure to tune in next week for episode eight, that one time when I thought I could make millions off selling LulaRoe. We hope you're enjoying this one time win. Our goal is to share laughs, cries, and life's lessons while connecting with women around the world. Do you have a story for this one time win? We would love to feature you and your story on the show. Please find our contact information in the show notes. If you like the show, please share it with others who might also enjoy it or share it with others via a review on iTunes or wherever podcasts are reviewed. We hope to hear from you soon. Enjoy your day.